Hey everyone, it's Mike from BGN. Before the show starts, I wanted to quickly tell you about a very special new sponsor that we have at the network, Golden Goal Press. Now, I've intentionally been very selective about who we partner with as a network because I never want to advertise for someone that we don't think would benefit you personally. That's why Roughneck Scarves is and continues to be a great sponsor as they've been able to outfit tons of supporters groups and organizations with amazing scarves. Golden Goal Press is unique because after researching tons of companies, we decided the best way to serve your needs directly is to create a new company that can work directly with you. Golden Gold Press helps you create custom shirts, hats, mugs, flags, literally the list of items can go on and on and we do it with a unique personal touch that provides you with the best products at a fraction of the cost of other print shops online. So the next time you're looking for one custom item or hundreds, please go check out goldengoldpress.com. As always, we appreciate your support and now on with the show. Back Chat Show brought to you by Roughneck Scarves and Golden Gold Press. I am Jason Smith, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy Paul Ray. What's going on, Paul? Ah, uh, you know, just living, living the American soccer dream. It, it is. It's like, uh, it's like we've evolved from football to actual soccer now. <laughs> um, nah, actually, we've kind of evolved from the team we saw at the beginning of the year against LA. Um, which was dynamic and exciting into the team we see now, which seems to be morphing a bit into the team we had the past couple years. But uh, we'll get to that in a second. Um, we've we've missed two games in the span since we last talked. Uh, we had the home game against Reno, um, which was a home game against Reno about, about the most positive thing I can say about that. <laughs> and we had the game this weekend against Portland Timbers two or T two, as they seem to be like to be called. So uh, let's hop right into it. Uh, first, let's go back to the Reno game, which was uh, two Saturdays ago. And uh, this was the game that if you were there, you were probably one of the hundreds that were there. Uh, the official attendance was 2,702. And I, positive highly optimistic very very optimistic um for those that don't remember last that that game there was a two-hour delay because a good about maybe a foot and a half of snow just dumped over widener field and they had to clear it off um so the game which normally starts started at six o'clock started at 8 30 um in freezing temperatures and uh drifts of snow go, going three to four feet high all around the pitch and a freezing fog over it so if you were there rock on um if you weren't there like me yeah yeah it was much better watching on tv um <laughs> so that game we had a. Let's go down the lineup again. Uh, Abraham Rodriguez was once again in goal. We had uh, Jordan Burt, Ish, Ish Jome. I don't know why that's so hard, so hard for me to say. It feels like I'm missing a, a, a another consonant in his name. Um, Ish Jome, Jamal Jack, uh, Yaro, Schweitzer, Malcolm, Argetta, Seth, Dansu, and Hunley. Um, the two big, uh, the, the the two big 
uh, changes in the lineup we saw was the addition of, of uh, Yarrow in the back, taking over where um, where our, the, the defenseman uh, Chris Reeves normally was during the season. Um, not sure what's going on with that. I know we've been trying to, to fit in the, the Ghanaians, uh, Donsu and Yarrow, but um, yeah, I'm just looking at this and I kind of just realized that uh, Chris Reeves wasn't even on the bench for that game. So I'm not sure what the story is there or not. Um, yeah, I'm not sure whether the, the Rapids needed him to fill bench space or what. What uh... is he a loney? I thought we signed signed him. Well, I I assume that they uh, that our affiliation they might they might be able to uh, ask for one of our guys as well. I'm not sure how the roster rules work yeah. with that. But um, yeah, that's how prepared we are. We are is, is I just just realized one of our starting defensive is uh, was was apparently out out for that game. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, there we go. Uh, the game itself um, was a little bit weird for me. I don't. There never seemed to be any flow. I mean, we we had the uh, the official possession 50, 51 to forty eight. Um, I don't. I, I, I'm. I'm. I watched the highlights of it, and it all slowly started coming back to me. But essentially, um, I don't know. The first goal happened uh, um, the 64th minute, when uh, basically uh, none of my stuff is coming up now. <laughs> uh, Seth Casipel. Kass- Castable. He had a shot from outside the box that uh, that was able to beat uh, Rodriguez and give and give Reno the uh, zero to one lead. Um, did you did you recall that goal? Did you think? Uh, what did you think about it? I I I recall um, I recall it being. A little bit difficult for for Abe to handle, um, you know, if he was out of position or if it was just uh, just caught him off guard. Yeah. Um, but uh, not not the prettiest goal, but not uh, not an ugly goal either. Yeah, um, you know, I, I I've I, I've gone and watching it, and and this seems to be an ongoing trend with our defenders not really stepping up to. Uh, to mark their man or to cause any pressure and leave, uh, leave guys open to, to make shots like that. Um, yeah. And I, I, it's, it's hard for me to, to place blame looking at, uh, looking at how, um, other more veteran goalkeepers tend to have a very constant communication with their back line, um, pointing out things that may be in their blind spot, stuff like that. Like, can we track the? Can we trace this back to Abraham Rodriguez just being new and not uh, maybe having the confidence to to be yelling at these guys who are, you know, some of them are twice his age. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I I pulled up the video again. I'm looking at it right now, and caspiel is is literally took the shot from dead center at the top of the d top of uh, the top of the arc and 
the closest switchback player was two guys back at the uh, uh, back on the penalty spot, uh, eight yards out. So he literally had no one within ten yards of him to 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 complicate that shot. And the one player that was in the middle that for Reno was covered by three of our guys. So there was clearly a defensive breakdown there. No one pressured him at all. Um, I'm actually getting, getting a little annoyed looking at this because it is. It's it's. Uh, I don't think we can blame uh, Abe on this uh, because, man, at that range, any professional soccer player should be able to get a, a clean shot on all four corners. Um, so there we were, 0-1. to one. Um the game went on, and we did have some moments um, late in the game. In the uh, between the 88th and the, and the 90th minute, we had two very, very good chances um, that were saved by the uh, the Reno goalkeeper Brasano. And but aside from that, that was pretty much it. Uh, in extra time, um, while I. I we gave up another breakaway cross crossing goal, but I, honestly, I think we were playing with so much forward, and uh, we're throwing numbers out. I, I don't really think that was due to uh, any, you know, nothing Abe could have done on it, even though he did get a finger on it uh, to deflect a little bit. But it was more than enough to uh, send Reno back to uh, sunny Nevada with a two nothing road victory. And for us, it was a very, very bitter, uh, result as we not only got beat at our, at our own house, uh, the only game, the only home game in April, we, uh, we got shut out as well. Um, overall thoughts on the game. I, I, I recall us having a conversation towards the end of our last episode uh, where I uh, discussed the, the importance of not dropping points at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, then, and then we went out and did exactly that. Um, it, I, was, I was pleased that after we went down, we continued to push and try to look for a win. Um, it's unfortunate that that got us caught on the break. Yeah. Um, I, I like the mentality to, to keep pushing and keep attacking. Um, but there, there's some little mistakes here and there and just some, some kind of obvious ones, some, some, some passing accuracy, some crossing accuracy things that, you know, these are, these are professional soccer players at the end of the day. Uh, they should be, they should be good enough at their jobs to be at least marginally consistent with them. Um, and, and our crossing accuracy was, was sub 6%. Um, that that's not good enough. Uh, that's, that's not, I've seen high school teams perform better. Yeah. Um, and I can I can say with confidence that it had nothing to do with the condition of the field because Reno was was crossing with nearly 30 percent accuracy. And the field um, the field was in remarkable shape compared to what I expected it to be. I expected it to be a a muddy slog, a mess, but uh, at least no, from... it actually looked pretty good on on television. Yeah, it was probably the greenest I've seen it all year. <laughs> <laughs> it's pro- it'll probably be the greenest you ever see it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I'm with you on there. Um, 
things just didn't seem seem to be clicking. And I don't know if it was the late delay, the the change to um, the normal routine. I, I would say at this point, you know, we are that point six games into the season, so I don't think you, your routine is so set in stone that you couldn't survive a two and a half hour delay. Um, especially this is something you should be planned for because we haven't had a season yet where we haven't had a hail slash lightning slash blizzard delay of a game. So, um, the one, the one positive I would take from it again, uh, Rodriguez, I, I, I honestly, I, I believe that he is really starting to grow into, um, the position. I think he's taking more command over his defenders. Um, setting stuff up i don't think the i i don't blame the defensive letdowns on him per se i think some of the stuff is 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 a matter of someone stepping up someone marking someone knowing what their position would should be um and i think that's hindered by the fact that we've had so many changes along the back line this season um the only stable player that stayed in the same spot has been jamal jack and he's had a uh, old Jamal Jack and Ish Jome, um, who's been on the wing, sometimes been uh, in the uh, center. It, it, there's been no consistency whatsoever, and I think that's starting to show. Um, so moving on, um, that game was was dropped. We were mightily upset by it, and uh, this uh, past Saturday night we, we marched into Portland to play the. Uh, top of the table, tender, Timbers 2, um, which kind of, at this point, it's kind of surprised that, that Timbers are doing this good. Um, normally, they're one of the the uh, uh, MLS 2 teams that doesn't really put much effort into doing anything with the lower-level USL team. Um, but... This season, they've been running the table. They've been very, very successful, and they are are leading us. So let's see exactly what we have for lineup. Again, Rodriguez made the start. This was his fourth start of the season. Um, And we had Yarrow, Jome, um, Sam Sam Rabin, who was making his first start uh, on loan from the Rapids, uh, and Jamal Jack along the defense. Uh, In the midfield, we had Ronnie Argueta, uh, Shane Malcolm, Jordan Burt, Schweitzer, uh, Matt Hunley, and Mike Seth. Now, Portland has us down for a 4-2-3-1, but it was just the 4-3-3 um, that we normally run. It seemed to be what, uh, once the place started going, what we just kind of naturally fell into. Um, again, Reeves not on the bench. Um would you, was there anything that stood out to you about the lineup uh, that we put out there, aside from yet more changes? Um, I really the the thing that the only thing that I noticed is is what you've already pointed out, which is the lack of consistency in the back four. Um, and honestly, with how this game turned out, I feel like if we had had some solid defensive communication if we had had guys who had been out there for the last five six games together four games together whatever what have you mm-hmm. um that that um, maybe one of these goals might have been preventable um i i don't know that i can recall an inst- an instance where um 
Raven was uh, was at fault or anything like that, or Yarrow for that matter, being newer to the back line. Um, but I certainly did see a lot of miscommunication as far as um, trying to pass out of pressure. Yeah. Um, I saw quite a few really, really scary back passes to, uh, to a Rodriguez, which you never want to do to a goalkeeper. And you certainly don't want to do to a young goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of, a lot of that was the lack of consistency. Uh, midfield looks, you know, pretty solid. I, I feel like Jordan Burt could do with some consistency as well. Um, and honestly, I feel like the only reason he keeps getting dropped back to the back line is because we just have so many issues back there that uh, that he's then expected to to cover. I think he has done better in midfield this this season. I think he's had the, the games that he's played in midfield. He's had an impact. He's scored goals in pretty much everyone that I can remember. Yeah. Um, whether whether that be from the penalty spot or or you know one of his crazy diving headers. Um, other than that, you know, Hundley hasn't impressed me. Um, he he looks really, really nifty on the ball, but there's almost never end product to it. Um, so I might have preferred to see uh, I might have preferred to see Robinson if that was if that was possible. Um, Seeing as Rob, uh, Saeed was showing showing up in selfies at the watch party, I don't think he was in Portland. <laughs> don't yeah, think he's an that's option. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what uh, I don't know if he was injured or if he was just not selected. You know, our classic uh, going going to away games with too few people. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I I don't know what that was about, but I personally I rate Saeed a little bit higher than than I would Hundley, and I don't know if that comes down to the Rapids affiliation and them. You know desiring that he has a certain number of minutes this season. I, I don't know. Um, well, while, while Saeed isn't a world beater all the time, he's got that, there's that little spark that you, you kind of think at any moment he could, he could pull off one of those goals he did last season. Yeah. Um, at any moment he could, he could set something up that, that turns the tide. And Hundley just seems to be a guy who likes to, dribble and likes to try to beat guys one-on-one and then and then fails yeah well and in Saeed even even if he's not scoring he's someone that uh the the opposing defense has to account for they have to account for that speed uh, and, and that opens up opportunities for for everyone else on our team um I, I don't see a lot of speed uh in what we got now Shane Malcolm uh, he's he's also been you know kind of shuffled around between the front, the mid, uh, and seems to di- it seems to have disrupted his mojo. Uh, he's had games where he, you forget he's on the field. Game and then uh, against Portland, I really felt like he was just like almost there. There was just something that he was missing, and whether that is you know a, a partner to link up to uh, or or something. But since since the first game we really haven't seen much from Shane and um, that's kind of, kind of a bummer. I, I actually kind of like Matt Hundley. Um, he's the other, aside from uh, Rodriguez, he's the other teenager on the team. He's 18 years old. Um, I don't think he came down really 
expecting to 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 fit into the starting lineup as much as he has. Um, he's appeared in all seven games. Uh, I think he started four of them, and you know he had. I, I look at shots. He's at, he's uh, tied for second on the team with 11 shots, uh, tied with Jordan Burt. Uh, chances created. I think he's up there as well. Um, no, he's not. I've I totally lied. Um, but he's uh, you know I feel like he's just on the on the cusp of of uh, starting to produce goals as well. Um, so let's let's go ahead and start going through the game. Um, the first forty five. Uh, you, we talked. You talked about the the. Um, working the ball out of the back uh, and I, I this kind of like stunned me when I saw it but there was a back pass to Abraham uh, Rodriguez that he he had to make a save yeah he, well <laughs> well it was one of those things where he was like it was a, just a back pass and he was going down and I think like when the ball was about a foot away from him he realized that oh crap I can't touch this with my hands and Really, really got lucky in that he hit his arm, and the ref was the only person on the field that didn't see that because uh, that would have been an, <laughs> would have been an indirect uh, kick for uh, a Portland. But I, it, it it kind of goes to show this game I think was was the first game that that Abe looked uh, unprepared, um, looked like he was. There, there was a couple times, you know, there were some back passes that that were kind of scary. That like, there was another one I thought that he was gonna <laughs> he was gonna have to make it a save on to prevent an own goal. Um, but I, I don't know if this is because maybe perhaps we, you know, uh, Seuss is fully healthy and he now knows that that he's won the the, the starting job and we that got to him. Um, you know, I, I don't know what it was, but this is the first game that he's had that I kind of felt like he's looked a little overwhelmed by everything, and it really showed on a lot of those back passes and um, really, really lucky moments that uh, you know we had Jamal Jack who had a header off the line uh, to save a goal, and and um, yeah, uh, that's that, that's kind of what I thought about Abe. Um, I'm not sure I would ever say uh, this season that anyone was lucky that Jamal Jack was on the field, considering that he, uh, if I'm not mistaken, gave up his third penalty third. of the season. Yes. Um, <laughs> no one was lucky that Jamal Jack was on that pitch. Uh, we would have won that game without Jamal Jack. Yeah. Well, and but the thing is, is I think Jamal Jack is our is is really our most consistent defender. Um, <laughs> he consistently earns penalties for the other team. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and here's the, I've been trying to I've been watching that that penalty uh, that that foul that caused the penalty, and um, again it was another one of those where he didn't get a carded for it, um, so the ref did didn't clearly didn't feel it was egregious enough, uh, but I haven't been able to see a close up of really what the foul looked like to see if it was legit or see whether or not it was a uh, uh, you know, kind of, oh, he touched me, and, and the stereotypical soccer dive that rolled for a good 10 yards, uh, clutching his ankle. Um, <laughs> the, the, Na- the Neymar dive. Yeah. Um, so, 
that was in the second half. The first half ended, and to go back on 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 the Hundley thing, um, there was the game was starting to get chippy, and Hundley got a really bad foul and looked to be. Uh, I forget who it was, but he got a yellow card for it, and it seemed like at that moment the game was kind of getting a little, um, getting a little, a little rough and getting a little chippy, um, and I think that's why Trichu at halftime uh, subbed out Hundley and brought in uh, Cesar Romero. Now, Cesar Romero is another another character that we got that. Um, well, I say character because, you know, he, he went from having the first touch of his appearance with us to be a game-winning goal um, to the rather dramatic, no one within a yard of him flopping, trying to get a penalty kick against Reno. Uh, but aside from that, Cesar Romero doesn't hasn't really panned out for us. Um, I've been very, very under-impressed, if that's, if that's a term. Yeah, I underwhelmed um, since since seeing his his debut um, and, you know, that that flash in the pan thinking, oh, man, this guy is going to be this guy's going to be a world beater. Um, he has been lackluster at best since that moment. Um, I, I don't think I've seen him have a threatening moment in front of goal um, and, and not. Uh, I, I don't feel like I've seen even the effort to become threatening in front of goal. Yeah. Uh, he he rarely has had a uh, had a touch in an attacking position, honestly. Um, and partially, I feel like he's being played out of position. Um, he keeps uh, being used as a sub on the wing, and I don't think that he is. Uh, I think he's much more of a center forward um, than a winger. So it could just as easily be that I have as as a uh, as a Newcastle supporter, I have seen for the last decade, um, I've watched great players be played out of position until they, you know, retire or yeah. sink into obscurity. Um, playing players out of position is is really, really a negative thing. And and Trichu has done it before. Um, so I I don't know whether to blame him or, or to just think that Cesar is not uh, as, as much of a star as we thought he was coming in. Yeah. Well, and you kind of got to wonder, you know, he came in, uh, he was in the United States for less than 48 hours and you got to figure when he came in that game against, uh, who, who were we playing? Was it Las Vegas? Who was that game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one team, that the one home victory that I can't even recall the team we played. But but that touch, you got to figure that at that point, he really didn't have much of a – he was going off of instinct and off of, you know, just uh, – San Antonio. San Antonio, San that's right. Um, he, uh, you figure at that point, you know, he's fresh in, uh, uh, in the country, uh, pro- still, still in the process of getting settled in. Gets thrown into a game where where he is working solely off of instinct and skill, and he he scores and and had other chances that evening as well. But now that he's been in the team and practicing, his 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 productivity level has gone way down. So it, it is you. I 
he could be out of position. He could be being instructed uh, to not use his skills the way they should be. Um, I, I, I don't know, but he is, he's gone from someone who I've been really – everyone was really excited about to um, him getting subbed in at halftime and watching the game, not being able to see his presence until he touched the ball probably 15 minutes uh, into the second half. So very, very disappointing. Um, and speaking of disappointing, as we went into that second half uh, in the 60, 60-something – Minute and that—that's an official time is sixty something. <laughs> sixty something, yeah. The sixty-first. The sixty-first minute. Um, it was again, and this has almost become a, a, a weekly problem. Is there was a cross into the middle to a wide open player who was able to one touch it uh, into the goal, and I think every game that we've had, we've had the this these crosses going into wide open players who are able to one touch it for an easy goal that people aren't being marked up. And, uh, it's, it's really pissing me off to be honest. Yeah. I, I feel, well, first of all, I feel like Jamal Jack is the only natural center back we have and the only one with the instincts to go up and get it. Um, you know, we, we've gotten beat by these headed goals uh, on crosses that if – and I'm probably going to catch flack for saying this. If Josh Phillips was still here, oh yeah, uh, yeah, we would not – nearly half of those would never have gone in because he would have thrown himself into the sky with a, as, much, as much power as he could. And whether he actually got a touch to the ball or not or just put the other guy off enough to, to make sure that it didn't go in – it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it it hurts to it hurts to think about uh, some of the players that we've that we've let go who would have slotted in perfectly. Can you imagine a backline with Jamal Jack and Josh Phillips? Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's what makes it so frustrating is that for years we have had such a stable defense and such a stable backline that that it makes. The, the play that we're seeing just just that more infuriating um and also the fact that it's it's putting your 16 year old kill goalkeeper in a position where he's going to give up a goal even though he's not responsible for the for the, i mean he's he's not the cause of the bad goal i mean perhaps he, when they were coming down he could have been directing who to go where and whatnot but um, this is happening with such regularity that you, you, you've got to know when, when they're bringing that ball down on the flank, we, we've got to have people covering tightly the men that are coming in uh, in the middle. And we're just not doing it. So, yeah, in the 60, 63rd minute, officially uh, Foster Langsdorf, uh, which is a very, very soccer name, Langsdorf, um, got in that cross and... Uh, just had nothing that 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 uh, Abe could have done about that, and, and then we end up being up one to nothing. Going then, going on uh, in the 72nd minute, there was uh, what's also becoming we touched on it a while ago the Jamal Jack uh, pit, foul in the box, um, causing another uh, penalty op- opportunity. Um, you know, did I miss a goal somewhere? I feel like I no. did. 
the the second goal didn't come until after the uh yeah. you you missed you missed the first the first goal yeah the, the first goal yeah it was <laughs> I got so excited to talk about how bad <laughs> everything else was that <laughs> we forgot about Jordan Burt's goal. Yeah, in the 18th minute, there was a, or 17th minute, there was a, a Portland conceded a penalty. Um, I believe Shane Malcolm was fouled on. Uh, it was. I wouldn't say it was a weak foul, but I mean it definitely happened. It um, was. It was a little bit soft. Yeah, I mean it. It was. If if they didn't call it, no one would be too outraged about it. But um, it definitely was a penalty. Jordan Burke came up to uh, take the shot and uh, put it past the goalkeeper leaker for an easy one nothing lead. And we, uh, you know, I, it's funny because as I was mentally going through the game, I I thought that we were down zero zero at halftime. So we were up one to nothing, and um, I was. <laughs> It didn't feel like we had a comfortable one to nothing lead. Let's put it that way. No, no, it was there was nothing there was nothing comfortable about it. Yeah. Um, and as as it was proven then at the beginning of the the second half when Langsdorf got that goal in, uh, it was not a safe lead. Foster Langsdorf. Foster. Foster Langsdorf. Langsdorf. I I he he ain't Irish. <laughs> <laughs> If if he's not working on on a mic, if he's not you know doing homebrew in 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 Portland, if he doesn't have you know something set up there in the in the market to sell his homemade beer, there's just something wrong in the world. If you got a name like Foster Langsdorf, you need to you need your own microbrew. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so going on uh, penalty for on uh, Jamal Jack. Uh, another Jamal Jack penalty, so that's three out of the seven games that he's appeared in. Uh, and I got to say, uh, we all we've all seen that Abraham uh, Rodriguez made the save on the penalty, and I think was one of the prettiest penalty kick saves I've seen in a long time. Um, he should get way more credit for that. the 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 first penalty against Portland or against Phoenix that he saved, yeah, that was it, it was a good save, but that that was a bad shot by uh, by the guy taking Phoenix. This this save was just gorgeous. Um, it it was it was insane, and and I have to I have to tell a little story about. I was at I was at uh, Atrevida with uh with some of the bruisers and um watching it on the on the big screen and and rich is sitting in front of me on his laptop not paying attention to the game and you know rich loves uh rodriguez calls mm-hmm. him hulk hands or or hulk um and we're like rich your your boy's gotta gotta save a penalty he looks up for a second he says no nah, we're good don't worry about it keeps typing <laughs> and then and then the save happens and the place just erupts and we're screaming we're high-fiving um and rich is like i told you don't worry about it <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent confidence in in Abraham Rodriguez, who incidentally now has a hundred percent save record against penalties. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it was <laughs> it was gorgeous. Uh, going to going to to his left, uh, got his left hand, left paw on it to definitely uh, hit it out of bounds, and uh, just like that, we are still tied one to one. Feeling like this game was going to end in a draw until the 84th minute when Jordan Schweitzer and I hit a thunder bastard. I just hit that ball <laughs> so 
I, I can't even, I don't even have adjectives to describe it. It, it, it was a just a rocket from about 30 yards out. That, that, that was a freaking Tomahawk cruise missile. That was, that yeah. was insane. I, 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 if you're the goalie, it's a good thing he didn't get a hand behind it because it would have shattered like glass if, if, he, had, if he had touched that. Um, just a remarkable shot by Jordan Schweitzer uh, in the 84th minute to put us up 2-1. to one. And uh, I will say, you know, as, as, a, as a fan, I was thinking, wow, another late come-from-behind drama at the end game. Woohoo, we can do this. And then the little switchback, you know, we, 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 in, in the switchbackiest move the switchbacks could do, quickly gave up a game tying goal two minutes later um and another another goal by foster langsdorf um and on another cross that he headed in uh he was marked but clearly he uh, had enough to put in and it tied it up to to two um you know, I, I, and that was the game final, two to two. Uh, we take a point away, and you know, this would be this would be kind of a situation where, when I'm talking to non-soccer fans about ties, because that seems to be when you talk to someone who's a non-soccer fan, that's always what they bring up is ties, low-scoring ties, and you say, you know, there are ties that feel like a win, and there's ties that feel like a loss, and the tie in Phoenix that felt like a win. This tie to me felt like a loss. I mean, it was a, a I was dejected to only get a point out of it. Yeah, I, I, and I feel like honestly, the the what determines that is who scores last. If yeah. you're coming from behind to earn that point, it feels like a win. If you had the lead and you had two points stolen, it feels like a loss. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I have to. Uh, while I was disappointed, and I definitely felt dejected, felt like that we we threw away two points. We also just went into the league leaders' home and smash and grab, stole two points away from them. Yeah. So, in in the grand scheme of things, if you had asked me before this uh, before this game if I'd be happy with a point away to Portland. I would say yes, I would have been happy with a point away to Portland. I would have been happier with a point away to Portland if we had managed to secure a result at home the game before. Because mm-hmm. um, now this, this one point consolation prize, it, it it doesn't make as much of an impact. We are still pretty low on the table and honestly kind of sinking. Yeah. Um, and, and now we have a short turnaround. Uh, we've got a game actually tomorrow uh, tomorrow evening, tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow, tomorrow at six. Yep. Tomorrow evening against Tulsa who were in the lead of the league, uh, early on, but have since fallen down quite a bit. Um, but they're still ahead of us by quite a bit. Yeah. So eh, one, one point away to the league leaders should always feel like a win. It sh- we, that point could end up being important later on. Yeah. We just have to we have to focus on on here and now and um, and try to get some results and and get claw our way back up the table. Yeah. Um, let me throw out a number to you. Um, two. And and this kind of hit me when I was, was really kind of looking for something interesting to talk about because I really didn't think we would have much to say over the uh, 
the 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 process that we've the past two <laughs> games but the number two kind of stood out to me and uh you take a wild guess where i'm going with this i have no idea abraham rodriguez has played four games with us in those four games he has given up two goals in each game um so for a total of eight goals so he has a two goal uh, against he has saved two penalty kicks um he has earned the when he's been starting our the team has gotten has earned two total points um it seems like i I know we're all excited about him being in there and being successful and i think um he's definitely growing into the the uh growing into the position i think we still have to realize that that giving up two goals a game with the lack of our our lack of scoring isn't ideal. It's not exactly where we want to be. Um, and and I, it's funny because after after we took the lead, the thought popped in my head is all right, maybe this will be the game where we don't give up two goals. And literally, as it, that thought has stopped in my brain, they scored. So. Um, so yeah, it, it, I I think the, the two goals a game is, is kind of dragging down our young goalkeeper, who um, honestly has been the story this season. Absolutely. And, I mean, and... but he's been the story, but we haven't exactly been helping him out much. No, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some numbers at you. Ooh. Throw some statistics at you between between the last two games. Um, how many how many successful tackles do you think we had uh, against Reno, for example? How many how many tackles do you think we made? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I I literally started looking it up as you said. <laughs> don't 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 do it. Don't cheat. Um. If you guessed single digits, you were right. Whoa, we, really? Nine. Nine successful tackles against Reno. God. Um, yeah. Nine nine tackles, only 11 clearances. Um, against Portland, 10 uh. successful tackles. A um, little bit better on the clearances, which is the only reason we didn't lose that game. Um, yeah. we, we actually... We actually edged them out on on clearances, but between two games, we didn't break twenty successful tackles. Our defense and our midfield should be ashamed of that statistic. Yeah, that, that number should be more than double. Uh, in both cases, Reno Reno had uh, twenty two successful tackles against us, and Portland had twenty two successful tackles against us, um, with a with a success rate of of about fifty five percent. Um, the, the even scarier thing is that our 10 successful tackles, that was, if that was 50% accurate, uh, tackle success rate. That means we only attempted to get the ball back 20 times in an, in an entire game. Yeah. And, you know, to me that, that ties into the, into the people being open in the, in the middle of the field, um, the lack of marking, uh, and, I mean, it, I, I look back and I think, yeah, that actually makes sense because we, most of our, uh, our most of the, tur- the turnovers that we get are off of our unearned turnovers, like bad passes that we're able to intercept. Um, yeah. I, I and 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 
it surprises me, but it, then again, it doesn't surprise me. You know, when I go and look at these goals that other teams have been scoring against us, and you see, you know, some someone running down the wing uh, who's lightly covered, who passes it into the middle of the box um, to a guy who's clearly splitting our defenders um, uncovered. It, you know, it's uh, yeah, I, I I believe it. I believe it. It makes it makes total sense. And and um, I don't know. It, it, there's there's a lack of aggressiveness. Maybe I think it's it's part of it. Um, we don't seem to be very aggressive. Um, I know we, we mentioned in the past the feeling like the team is just kind of out there, um, just being there. You know, when the, then the loss to Orange County. You know, how many passes do we have between our our defenders while we're down two goals, and we're just kind of like, yep, working it back and forth, working it back and forth, unchallenged. Um, so yeah, that that may be the, a little lack of aggression that we have uh, on the team as a whole. Absolutely. Wow. Um, that that that, that kind of kind of, I'm I'm feeling shook after after hearing that. <laughs> I yeah, it's a uh, it's a little bit jarring to to see the numbers and and see just how how much disparity there is between us and and our opponents in that regard and it, it's i you know you hear the the uh the phrase you know correlation does not equal causation well in in sports a lot of times uh that is the case if you see a defensive stat that is that uh, offset that there that much disparity. Yeah. Um, it's probably directly tied to uh, to why we're losing um, yeah. and and not being able to take the ball off of somebody when they're running at your goaltender. You know that's yeah. that's kind of a that's kind of an issue. Yeah. Well, um, and, and, yeah. and again, you know, previous previous years we've had we've been so dominant that. That that driving driving attackers out to the the uh, the sideline and forcing them into crossing situations has been our bread and butter on defense, because we've been so dominant in the middle that that's exactly what we wanted to do. We wanted to force them to the outside into making a cross that that we were, knew what, that we were going to defend against. And now every time I see someone dashing down the flank against us, uh, you know, my I. I I gotta hold my breath because I'm thinking, crap! This is the moment that we uh, we give up another goal. Um, another surprising stat that when they when the commentators in Portland mentioned it, kind of stunned me as well, is that we uh, right now we are tied for sixth in the league with shots. Um, yeah. We went into the game uh, in in I think fourth place in shots. With uh, right now we're at 102, which is uh, um, you know, Phoenix is number one with 134, and we're one of seven teams over 100 shots for the season. And that that surprised me because I can't think of very many. It's, to me, it feels like we're not taking shots. You know, we're 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 doing a lot of the the uh, get, trying to find the perfect shot to take. I, it surprised me that we've taken that many, um, which then leads to the how bad is our conversion rate then? I mean, we're, we're not scoring a lot of goals and you know, we're, we're converting at 12% uh, in shots, which is in the bottom uh, quarter of the league. Um, well, let, 
I'll give you a, a little percentage stat <laughs> here. Um, how many how many of those shots do you think have been on target? Because they're they're just te- they're calling they're counting every shot taken, whether it was over the bar, onto Barnes Road. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how, how many of those hundred plus do you think were actually at the goal and required a save or scored? I would hope that at least half of them were, but I have a feeling it's probably around a third of that. So 30, 37. Yeah. And, and we have scored only nine goals on those 37 shots on target. Ooh, that's not good. That is not uh, yeah. good at all. Um, but you know, I, you, how many and times? It, it gets even worse when you think that two <laughs> of those, two of those, uh, were from set pieces. One was a penalty, and one was a direct free kick from Ish Jones. So realistically, um, it's actually it's actually only seven goals that we've scored in the run of play. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm like the the grim reaper of joy here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and. You know, Abraham Rodriguez, Abe, uh, you know, we, he, we've we been talking about, you know, him, and he's been the really the the, the story this season. Um, he's only played in four games out of, out of the seven games that we've had, and he's already uh, fifth in the league in saves, um, which is kind of one of those stats where it kind of goes one way and it's kind of the other. It's great that he's making all these saves, but then again, is it great that that he's having to make saves because they're getting those shots off? Um, he is he right now he's tied for fifth with 20 saves in those four games. Uh, I didn't realize this until I started was digging digging through that. But his game in Phoenix, where he had 11 saves, he came within two of the uh, USL all-time record of 13. Right now, he he's had the third he, in that game the third most saves uh, in the history of the USL, and that's Good. yeah. And I'm surprised no one really brought that up. Um, but it's the the whole save thing it's kind of a catch twenty two. Uh, it's good that he's making the saves, but then it, you look at New Mexico, um, who suffered their first defeat uh, th- this past weekend. Um, Cody Mizell, who's been their keeper, has twenty seven saves. Uh, so it's like, hey, you know, that's not bad. They're running, they're they're tied for the lead or, or in fighting for number one spot. The second is the goalkeeper for Hartford Athletic, who are so bad uh, they would probably be demoted down to USL League Two if we had demotions. Um, <laughs> I think they've they've only had two goals the entire season. He's got 26 goal- saves. Someone just rang my doorbell. I don't want to talk to anybody. Um, <laughs> but and then you know you go down to David Ochoa, Salt Lake City. Um, he he's twenty uh, fifth. Salt Lake City's having a really good season. Uh, Cody Lorendi uh, for Oklahoma City, same twenty four. So it's it's kind of a catch twenty two. It's great that he's saving these these saves, but our defense should not be allowing that many shots in the first place. Absolutely. Uh, and that that is when you when you look at the uh, the difference between us and um, New Mexico, I think that the I, I think it comes down to how many of those shots were quality shots. We're giving too many quality shots on goal. Yeah, um, you can uh, you know, you see it in in 
pretty much every shooting sport there is, uh, basketball, hockey, soccer. Uh, as a defender, you don't have to necessarily stop the shot from happening as long as you make it make sure that they don't get a quality shot at goal. Yeah. Um, you see a lot of, a lot of in soccer, a lot of defenders, you know, getting back just in time on the breakaway to put a guy off just enough that, you know, he puts the shot wide, um, or he puts the shot directly at the keeper instead of being able to, you know, cross the field and, and put it in the opposite corner. Uh, we, it, it's so blatantly tied to our lack of defense that it, it it's shocking to me that uh, a, a coach like Trichu, who was a defender, uh, wouldn't be so mad and so and coaching the hell out of these guys to do better. Yeah, um, it just seems like this is directly in his wheelhouse and we're not doing anything about it. Yeah. Um, God just got an email from uh, the switchbacks press release that. Ronnie Argetta made the bench for the team of the week. Um, so good for him. He had a, he had a, an assist on Jordan Schweitzer's um, bazooka shot. So a little bit of good news from this week. Uh, it, Ronnie getting some props from the league. Um, but going back to what you're saying, you know, you're right. It doesn't necessarily come down to blocking shots or or you know getting getting a touch on him. It's more about, it's, it's about disrupting the other team. Exactly. Uh, making them uncomfortable and making them think twice, not only about that one moment, but every moment in the game. And, um, we're just not doing it. And, and it's discouraging because we're not getting any, we're not getting the production on the one end that we can, you know, start winning games four to three and whatnot. Uh, but we don't have the defense that's capable of, uh, shutting down a team, which we had early in the season. You know, we had the one one nil victory against San Antonio. We had a very narrow loss to um, to Sacramento, uh, where we baked it, where we shut the down out except for the penalty kick. Um, you know, we gave up only one goal in LA. So we're capable of doing it. Um, I don't know. I. I, I Trichu has got to find a combination that works. And this might be the catch-22 of the Rapids affiliation as well, where he's got to be looking at, you know, not only who's going to be a defender, but who's going to be getting playing time, how much playing time does this person need. Um, you know, we Sam Rabin may, may be the answer in the back, you know, once he gets settled in, but he's you know, on, on loan to us from the Rapids, and he's one that's going to get called up and not be available for us all the time. So um, we may get a couple quality players, but it's going to be disruptive to our defense. And our offense right now, our front line, is just not putting up the points to be able to uh, prevent, uh, to, 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 to outscore. We're not built to come back from a 2 nothing deficit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We we our our offensive production is not at a point where we can afford to take uh to take early deficits. Uh it something's got to give. Something something has to change and it it's really frustrating to to already be talking uh about this this early in the season. Yeah. This is normally a, you know, 
uh, end of June, beginning of July, you know, we're looking at the stretch towards the playoffs and, you know, we really need to get more consistent to get into those top spots. And yeah, no, we're, we're a month and a half in, uh, and it's, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Another thing that kind of struck me with the Rapids affiliation that I thought was odd is that the Rapids played in Portland this weekend as well, uh, almost at the same time. Um, you would think that we could work something out where if we're traveling the same destination, that maybe we could you know, lean on the Rapids a little bit to help us get maybe, you know, an extra full bench uh, on, on a, in a game, you know, where we're not, we have more options than just the four players that, that come up. Um, it seems like right now the most benefit we're getting from the affiliation is, you know, a, a couple players, uh, you know, obviously – Abraham Rodriguez uh, is on loan from the Rapids Academy, but at some point, you know, we we've got to have some consistency and and keep things the same year after or game after game. Um, you know, year one and two, you could set your clock to the lineups. You knew exactly who was going to play in what position, and it was like set in stone. Um, the past couple of years, there's been a lot of tinkering and trying to find the right combination. And the problem is, is that we're tinkering so much that we're not giving the right combination. We might be hitting the right combination, but we're not giving it a, a chance to settle into that uh, permanently. So, yeah. Um, another sobering thought I had is that we're heading into Tulsa, um, which traditionally has not been a good place that's been friendly to us uh, all time. <laughs> I say this all time with a, with a smirk. Uh, our overall all-time record against Tulsa is 5-3-0. and um, Having actually known that one of those victories was BS, uh, <laughs> was a forfeit, I would say we are 4-4-0 we are four, four against them overall uh, unofficially. And um, Yeah, because we, we actually got our... Spanked to us in yeah. in the game that they ended up forfeiting because of uh, making serious uh, administrative mistakes. Yeah, paperwork problems. Um, so you know we got we we got a we got a free win because their uh, admins didn't fax over the proper paperwork. Um, but traditionally, we have not fared well. Considering one of those away victories is actually lost. Uh, officially, we're 2-2-0 two, two in, in Tulsa. Uh, in real life, we're 1-4-0. Um, so Tulsa's never been a friendly place to play. They've got a, they've got a really rabid fan base. Their, uh, um, their supporter group sits very, very close to the... Uh, almost as close as, as we do uh, to, to our back goal. And they're very vocal. And we all know that the pitch there is the, the pitch that they play on a share a baseball stadium so half of the field is just dead sod laid on top of uh gravel so <laughs> tulsa has traditionally not been a place where where uh we've had much success and if if we go into basically we need to win in tulsa or we will have not won a game in all of april yeah, yeah. I, we technically have not. We we have failed to win in four straight. Um, I'd, I'd really prefer not to make that five straight. Yeah. 
Um, um, this this is not an opponent that I would be satisfied with getting one point away to, uh, especially after the results that we've had. I think this is uh, I think it's time to make a statement. Um, we we need it. We need a statement victory. Um, yeah. Looking at our position on the table, looking at the fact that for the first time in you know, as long as I can remember, we actually have a negative goal differential. Yeah. Um, something, this has got to be the time that we, uh, that we step up and, and take it to them. Uh, they, they are also dealing with a, a little bit of a rough run of form. They've lost, had two pretty big losses in a row. Um, they'll probably be wanting to, to right the ship against us, which if you know anything about the switchbacks, uh, all of That's their goalkeeping it. problems will be, they'll be done. They'll be making world-class saves against us. And yeah, they'll, they'll play to their best. Um, us, eh, not so much. Um, another, I mean, I, I, I hesitate to bring it up cause I don't know where we could go with it, but Alexander Milano, uh, he, He's one of our actual players. Um, like like he, we signed him. He's not on loan. He's a pure, He's kind of been worked out of the starting lineup of late, and I'm not sure I really know why. Do, do you have a? You you're much more uh, uh, tactical minded than I am. Is there a reason why you think he's not being left? He's not started. Uh, honestly. From what I've seen from him, he is one of the best midfielders we have, and it's frustrated me to no end that he's being left on the bench. Uh, I, I, I honestly think that the only reason we haven't seen him is because we have been seeing Hundley. We have been seeing uh, other Rapids, uh, Lonies. Uh, Milano is is twice the player that either of, those, e- either of our uh, midfield um, pairings are when he is on, obviously he's had a couple of games where he's, he's gone a little bit invisible, but those games that we were performing very well, um, like our, our, our away opener, our season opener against LA, um, most of our chances were created by him. Yeah. Um, you bring that up. He actually, he's the leader in chances created for the switchbacks. uh, And that's a 12. Yeah, and that's even with him missing games entirely or coming on at the last minute as a sub. Yeah. Um, when you're having trouble scoring, leaving the guy creating the most chances for you on the bench is the dumbest coaching decision you could possibly make. Yeah. Um, and and it, it 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 I'm just livid. It, it makes me so angry because he is legitimately one of the best players on our roster. And he's not playing because of, in my estimation, because of the Rapids affiliation. They want their guys in, um, and and he, for whatever reason, is getting the short end of the stick. Yeah, he was uh, he was brought on in extra in the ninety ninety plus one minute uh, in in uh, Portland. And let me see here, he was brought which in, isn't fair to that's not fair to anybody. Yeah. Um, he brought, he was brought in in the 80th, he subbed on an 80th minute against Reno, uh, came in for Yarrow. So 
Okay. His, I, I, his, I, I, his corner delivery is infinitely better. I love Ish Jom, and I love what Jom does from the run of play, but his corner delivery has been abysmal, and Milano's corner delivery was on point pretty much every... I, I can only think of one or two corners he took that uh, might have hit the first man rather than going over him. Yeah. There is very little to me that, that explains why your best... Uh, attacking midfielder is not playing. Okay, so let me let me let me put this on you then uh, uh, before we wrap up. Uh, let's say Steve Trichu gets the flu and you get the call from the front office and you are now the coach. <laughs> what is your starting eleven tomorrow night in Tulsa? Uh, well, it's it's partially going to depend on who's actually available. Um, if there's something going on with uh, Chris Reeves. Um, obviously I, I wouldn't be able to select him given the opportunity. I would select him. Um, I would have, uh, Argetta Schweitzer and Milano in midfield. Um, I would have Seth Malcolm and Saeed up front and, um, Rodriguez in goal, obviously yeah. he's, he's given me no reason to drop him. Yeah. Um, but I would have, I would have Ish, Jamal Jack, Chris Reeves, and uh, Jordan Burt back at uh, his his fullback position. Um, I, while I like the the offensive production he's able to do from midfield, with how poorly our defense is performing right now, I think they would probably benefit the most from having the captain nearby. Yeah. Uh, and even just from a leadership standpoint, not just from a defensive play standpoint, having having the leadership nearby, having him because Bert Bert has a a pretty high soccer IQ. Uh, you can see it by the way that he moves on the pitch, the, the way he moves off the ball. He he can see a lot of things coming when other guys can't. I think that the defense would benefit most from him being back there right now. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm not not going to argue. Uh, I think that's pretty much what I would have gone with. Maybe I would have uh, assumed that Chris, there, there's maybe an injury to Chris Reeves. Um, maybe maybe have Raven back there or or um, or Yarrow uh, in that that center uh, fullback position. Um, but yeah, I would think if I'm the coach and I'm looking at this team, uh, also you know, not only going into Tulsa is uh, we got to get a win just to make sure we're not O for April. Um, we got we're, we're, that's kind of, we're about the quarter point of this of the season. We're about a four, fourth of the way through, and we got to start looking at what we can do in the second and third quarters of the season to stabilize this team. We need to have a little bit of triage, and I think solidifying the back four takes priority now over really anything else. I I would agree. Um, before before we start going on the attack, we really need to stop the bleeding. Yeah. Um, and that we, as as you've pointed out, we don't um, we don't place the blame for a lot of these goals going in on the goal on the goalkeeper. Um, the the next the next explanation is our defense. And looking at our defensive stats, it's pretty it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, something, something needs to solidify back there. And as much as I like Jordan Burt in midfield, I think that he would benefit the team and benefit the results, uh, most being on the back line. Um, 
And I think it would also benefit uh, Abe. It, w- it would benefit the goalkeeper to have the captain back there, um, you know, reinforcing his communication to the back line. Uh, I think that's it, it's kind of it, it kind of stinks for for Jordan because he's he's getting moved all over the place. But when you're when you're that kind of player and when you're that flexible as a player, you're kind of you're kind of going to get moved to where where the team needs you most. And I think right now we need to stop the bleeding before we can go on the attack. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, a hundred percent. So that's about it, I think. Is there anything else that uh, we needed to cover? Have we, uh, have we wrung this this towel dry? I think I think we have had this horse has been dead for a while. <laughs> we need a new horse to beat. Um, <laughs> uh. All right. Well, I want to go ahead and give a shout out. Thanks to our sponsors, Golden Gold Press, the best choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldengoldpress.com. Also, thanks to our sponsor, uh, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier, the MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Uh, You can get your custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. I'm Jason Smith. I'm Paul Ray. And we'll see you next time. Bye.